sometimes you have to pull the reins back because it can get over, overwhelming, but what's next? What's next? What's next? You know, whatever yeah. you're doing, what's next? How can I make this better? All right, what's next? Yeah. Sometimes you just have to, to stop, smell the flowers, live in the moment. You're listening to Find the Good News, Episode 57, The Good Humans, featuring Richard and Jack Harrell. Find the Good News is produced by Parker Brand Creative Services, a branding agency that thinks sideways, pushes forward, and gets your brand up. See what else we do at parkerbrandup.com. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Find the Good News. Today's episode features father and son Richard and Jack Harrell. This is a great visit and just made my heart really, really full. That's why I've got plenty of good to share with you. Make sure you stick around for the whole episode because Jack Harrell brought his piano and he treats us to some tunes. Next week, I share my visit with Chase Savant with NAMI Southwest Louisiana. Chase was so friendly and forthcoming about his struggles with depression and anxiety. It did my heart good to talk to him and I think you'll enjoy it too. The week after that is episode 59, and that's going to be a special anniversary mixtape episode. The guests from my top five episodes are coming back to the right round table to help me mark this special occasion. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I've already announced the lineup of good newsies to my patrons on Patreon, so if early riser access is something you're into, you can check that out at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. The new season of Find the Good News starts off with episode 60, where I get to share my conversation with the hosts of the Tower Hour podcast, a new podcast by Bank FMBD. We actually helped produce this podcast, and I love the hosts so much that I asked them to come on Find the Good News to pop the lid off a bit. If you follow this show, then you're probably aware of the live episodes that we produce and stream on Mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R.com. We've got several of those lined up, so get the Mixler app ahead of time so you can join the chat as you listen. It's honestly a lot of fun. Make sure to follow Find the Good News on social media for those date and time announcements. I can tell it's the end of the season because that was a lot of announcements. There's a lot going on, and it's all good. Let's shut down my blah blah. Set your ear mode to listen, set your mind mode to receive, and press play on a little good news. Ever since I started producing Find the Good News, I've wanted to do an episode that was specifically about fathers and their sons. One thing I've never tried to do with this show is force my energy into a certain direction. I have found that allowing guests to flow through in a natural way has allowed this signal to become what it's supposed to be, whatever that means. It's still a mystery. Recently, a series of auspicious circumstances placed me in the right place at the right time to hear the most lovely music being emitted by the flittering phalanges of Jack Harrell at Stellar Bean in Lake Charles. And there at a nearby table was Jack's father, Richard, who happened to be an old friend of mine from high school that I had not spoken to in many years. As luck would have it, Jack and my son were in the Sulphur High School marching band together. Suddenly, it all clicked. I started having all these visual memories of Richard sitting in the stands. I assumed he was there to watch the game, but as I thought on it further, I realized I'd seen him after the games as well, waiting for the marching band to do their after-game performance. If you're a band parent, you know how much these performances mean to the kids. All of that came rushing into my mind, all the nodes connected, and I knew I'd found my father and son. Our conversation went exactly as I'd hoped. We talked about love, the challenges of raising a good human being in this world, and the way a relationship between a parent and child evolves over time. Richard and Jack were literally as far apart as two terrestrial beings could be, 
and somehow they ended up together in this relationship that continues to unfold in new ways every single day. I learned that relationships are going to change, especially those between a parent and their child. But change doesn't mean it has to grow cold. What I learned is that love makes you willing to be there when the change occurs, and it prepares you to bend when the flux occurs. Jack may be the one who plays the piano, but it's their relationship that helped give birth to the music. If you're a parent or considering becoming one, listen to this father and son visit and share with me. And make sure you stick around because Jack brought his piano to the Good News Studio, and that means you're in store for a musical treat. Wake up, it's morning. You're dreaming up a story I can hear the way it's going. Cause you're laughing in your sleep on the path to your deliverance and a holy wall of light pouring through your window. Old news. Bad news, fake news, sometimes you just want to shut it all down and get no news at all. With Find the Good News, I aim to change that by focusing on good people doing good work. I visit with artists, educators, civic and spiritual leaders, musicians, business owners, students, volunteers, and everyday citizens who are using their creativity, resources, and talents to bring hope and happiness to their corner of the world. In each episode, I dig into the hearts and minds of my extraordinary guests. We have street-level conversations about relatable things going on in their lives, discover the critical life experiences that shape them, the perspectives that drive them, and the fundamental beliefs that are anchoring them to a path of goodness. There's a lot of news in the world. My name is Oren Parker, and I'm going to find the good. I love you just as well. So Jonah kept coming home and talking about this guy Jack at school and like, man, he can play the piano and just a cool guy. And you know, Jonah's a, a pretty positive kid. Like when, when Jonah likes somebody, I'm like, okay, they must have good character. Cause I feel, I think he's a good judge of character. Right. And uh, I said, I didn't, I didn't know y'all had piano in the band and he goes oh well he just does it on his own right and uh and he plays you don't you don't play it in the band right you play the trumpet yes i play trumpet okay and so i said well that's kind of cool i said well so does he take piano lessons and john goes i, I don't know and i said well how long has he been playing this y'all got a thousand questions just talking to my kid sure. and, uh so i guess one day we go to um stellar bean and John goes, that's my friend Jack. That's the guy I've been talking about. He plays the piano. And I was sitting there, and I was like, wow, dude, this kid can play piano. Yeah. And I felt like I heard somebody ask you how long you've been playing. And I thought I heard you say only like a year. Yeah, about a year, year and a half, Jack. Year, year and a half. And dude, I was like, how? Then the this is pretty incredible, right? I mean, I'm going... He's playing really good. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like I'm going, people are putting money over it in the tip right. jar. And and then I saw you, Richard, and I was like, well, I know Richard. And I was like, and then the second time I saw you, I said, it's got to be his son then. And then he said, well, his last name's Harold. I go, okay, well, you know, putting it all together. Right. And then I started putting these memories together that I kept seeing you at the band, at the football games and you would hang around and you were always in the band vicinity. And I said, well, he must have a child, of course. You know, you start making all those little connections. Right. So, yeah, I saw y'all's photos from your trip to New York. Oh, it was fantastic. And yeah. I was like, yeah. look at this, man. I love seeing... I don't know, man. I went through every one of those pictures. I mean, not, not to stalk you guys, but just to just let it kind of move my heart because I think it's so... I don't know. I, I honestly can kind of consider it sacred a duty to be a, a father 
I, I agree with you. And it's kind of funny when I when we when we went, I, I asked Jack, I said, hey, buddy, you want to take a little trip before school starts? And I was thinking maybe Biloxi or Austin. He said, yes. Where, where do you want to go? Goes, Let's go to New York. Manhattan. All right. Wow, yeah. dude. So, all right. So we, we got some tickets and found a good hotel and we walked shoot, 28 miles in about two and a half days. Really? Yeah. Was... We walked everywhere. It was, it was insane. Dude, the pictures were so cool. And you know, I don't know if I, I got the, got this right, but it looked like y'all went to different locations where they're like famous pianos, yeah? Different locations? Yeah, That Jack. was mostly a coincidence. Was it really? Y'all didn't plan that? Well, I, I planned one thing. My goal was to get him to play at a piano bar somewhere. So when I Googled piano bars, the first one that came up was a Russian piano bar, uh, which has a unique history all on its own, and if, we can talk about it if you'd like. But And it was right down the road from my hotel. So we, we went and... He got to play. He met a, a, a lady, a Nanny, Nani, what was her name? Um, Nani, I think. She was from Georgia, the country. Oh, the, okay, yeah, actually from... <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. And she let Jack sit in, and uh, then she got up and ate lunch, and he played for a while. We had a couple of drinks, and um, th- that piano, that, that white piano, was actually donated by uh, Mikhail Brushnikov, you know, the Russian yeah. ballet, from, ballet dancer from the 80s. How cool is that? It was awesome. I mean, and dude, full circle, right? I mean, because off pod just a minute ago, I mean, you, you told me, and I mean, if you don't mind me just jumping right into it, it kind of mm-hmm. makes it's a great segue in. Jack was adopted when he was 10 months old, right? Right, right. From Russia. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just a cool little yeah thing right there. Yeah, it was I, neat. That's really awesome, man. So then the rest of that trip, I mean, you guys went, it looked like you had different pianos that you saw, like famous ones like one I saw, like Paul McCartney or somebody. Right, right. Billy Joel. And Paul Billy Joel. Billy Joel. It, was, it was just on like a hole-in-the-wall music shop, and I asked to play the piano, and then they told me the history while I was playing it, and then it like freaked me out before I played it because, you know, it, it, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. That piano used to be in a bar called the Langley, and both of those gentlemen had performed there, and that was the piano they played, and that was in this hole-in-the-wall music shop. That was pretty neat. That's really awesome, man. So so I told y'all before we got recording that this show, I just felt like y'all were great uh, to have on because I, I've been wanting to do something about fathers and sons, you know? I... Uh, I... <clears throat> I have people in my life who don't have fathers, you know, and I've watched how that maybe, uh, I mean, no, no slide on the mothers. I don't mean that that way, but I just have noticed, you know, changes in their life without having a father around. And I just sometimes sit and meditate on the value of having a good, healthy father, you know, that actually is present in your life and that actually um, just supports you, doesn't want you to be them but really just wants to be there as a foundation for you and, and a source of inspiration, wisdom, just consolation, all those things. And I, I just sense that from what's going on with you guys. I could be wrong, no, but I, no, mean, no, no. I, just, I just sense that. So tell me about your, tell me about that, Jack. I mean, you, you jumped in there. Well, good is an understatement for my dad because I didn't realize until as much as I should have until they got, divorced a couple years ago how much he really is there for me and it's just sometimes I have to like sit back and take it in because I forget sometimes because I have a busy schedule sometimes you know and I don't make it over as much as I want to Mm -hmm. as I used to because you know we were in the same house oh right right but 
whenever I do realize how great of a father he is. Uh, thank you, buddy. It, it's enough of a reminder to, you know, get in my car and drive over the bridge, go to his house. One time I brought the football so we could just uh-huh. toss the ball. And then, like, we went to Pujo's Cafe. Yeah. And then we just walked the streets for a couple hours. Was, how awesome is that? It was, it was one of the best evenings I've had in the last year or two. I mean, it was it was really nice. We hadn't thrown the football in a while. And uh, well, we probably stayed in the backyard for 30 or 40 minutes. And, and then he had just started playing piano at all these different businesses in Lake Charles. So I suggested we go out and look for some new, new uh, locations to play. So we drove around and... It was the first time I think Jack has really had really driven me because he had just gotten a vehicle, oh, just okay. got his license. So it was a cool experience. And like you said, we went and had dinner and a good, uh, probably one of the most adult conversations we've ever had uh, over dinner in Puget. And then, uh, like you said, we walked around downtown for a while and um, the conversation just kept going. We, we, we were going home. We ended up driving for another 30 or 40 minutes just talking. So it was, it was probably, like I said, one of the most... Uh, Adult conversations, certainly one of the most meaningful conversations we had had in a while, or evenings. You know, man, I mean, I can't just pass this by listening to y'all say that. I mean, I think about, you know, I've known you since we were in high school together. You graduated. We were talking about that outside, you know. Uh, And I always, it kind of hits me sometimes when I talk to people from high school. And you go, okay, especially when I haven't talked to them in a long time. And now I'm sitting here, you know, we were that age jack's age sure and the last time when, we really knew each other yeah that's right and so you go so now i'm sitting across the table from you and and your son is here and you're having that you know these mature conversations with your son and i don't know there's just something fascinating about that to me it, it, i think we can let that pass us by how awesome that is sometimes and just go oh, life just goes on and we just keep on trucking but yeah. to really sit and think about the cycle of things i, I think it's really a good uh probably a standard uh, to to life um to a little philosophical on you for a second when yeah. before before we had jack you know you hear a lot of people talk about legacy yeah yeah <clears throat> and like most people i always thought my legacy be would be what i accomplished in life you know professionally and 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 personally and all that good stuff but then as i got to know jack and he got older and i understood the the true benefits and trials of of, of fatherhood my definition of legacy started to change um you know because after, after you die, people are going to forget you know, what position you held or what kind of car you had or what kind of where you lived or maybe even some involvements that you had in certain programs. But the one thing that doesn't die is is the the morals and the values, the core values that you instill in your your child. And then, you know, if he should or she should grow up and have a kid, then, you know, some of that's going to go into the next generation and so forth and so forth so that that has been my definition of a legacy for the past you know 17 years do you ever feel that jack like do you ever feel that kind of the gravity of that kind of responsibility and i don't mean that as a, as a scary question but like do you ever just sit back and go you know I, I see these things that have been passed on to me and you kind of kind of cherish them and go, I, I need to identify them and sort of hone them and let them flourish in me so I can pass on even better versions of that to the people in my life. Lately, I have a lot more so because it's just there's a lot of qualities that he carries with him. And he, like he taught me about the core values that 
a good man should have. Yeah. And can you tell me what those are? Some of those core values well, to you, like things that you can get, like, oh, hey, you know, I know these are things I received from my father. Honesty and loyalty is some of the strongest ones, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, just being selfless but mm. kind is also that can get you a long way. I've noticed. Yeah. And respecting strangers and that like he taught me about that like really it's very cliche but getting those you can get a really uh, oh my god you can get a lot further with a stranger if you're nice to them than if you just kind of smile at them and keep walking so if you sit down and have a even like a 30 second conversation then they'll remember your name and then you know you're that protects your reputation. Yeah. So that's interesting because I believe in that totally. That's one of the things that I really try to propagate is that, that we just don't, everybody's got something, everybody's carrying something. Everybody comes from somewhere. And when we start to have those conversations with a total stranger, you begin to see their humanity and you start to see the things that connects you and the common sure. ground you share. So Richard, I mean, have you always been that way you feel like, or is that something you that developed over time? Or? I think it developed over time. I've, I've had the, uh, I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of traveling all over the world, um, different countries. Uh, and specifically I went to China one time <clears throat> and when I stepped off the bus and I, and I saw, all the billion of Chinese people that that exist. I thought, yeah. man, how insignificant am I? Oh yeah, and you, you start, said that in New York too. Same thing in New York. Yes, you look at all the people, and every single person, it's just like you. They have hopes, they have dreams, they have failures, they have insecurities, and uh, you you think that you get so wrapped up sometimes in your own life <clears throat> because, well, they're your problems, they're your goals, they're your dreams. I think you forget, or people tend to forget that every single person has all of those thoughts and all those feelings and um i I think that showing some empathy and and getting to know these people having that mentality when you talk to someone i think opens up an entirely different dialogue when when you're speaking with them if you already know Hey man, this guy's just like you. I mean, not just like you. Maybe maybe they come from a different background, different culture, different uh set of values, but basically we're all the same. And everybody wants, uh, most people want the same thing. Yeah. To, to be, I, I guess, validated and, and recognized and, <clears throat> or just to hear someone say, excuse me, when you step in their way or whatever. Yeah. It's just common decency. So, Richard, you're a late Charles police officer? Correct. So, I mean, how long have you been doing that? I'm um, going on 25 years. 25 years. So, how has that affected your all of that that you just said, how much of that comes from the job that you do? Have you had to learn and apply? It, it goes, it's, it's, it's like a pendulum. It goes back and forth because unfortunately <clears throat> we, most of the people we deal with or we see, or we come in contact with, they're usually at the worst point in their life. Mm. So it's not always a, a, a pleasant experience right. for anyone involved. It, it's two o'clock in the morning in their living room because someone broke in or, or someone committed a battery upon someone. Yeah. Um, so you, you, if you're not careful, you can walk away with a bit of a jaded, um, uh, idea of, of how people really are, but you have to occasionally step back and, and remember, okay, this, 
this is not their normal life. This yeah. is you see them at their worst right now. You may not ever see them again, but but tonight you saw them in a terrible tragedy or or a, a bad car wreck, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So if you if you know that, then I think that gives you the ability to step back and and remember, okay, this is not how people always are. Yeah. I wondered about that because I, I just being in that job, I can, I know just looking out the world, and we were talking about this off pod about the news even. I mean, if you just watch the news um, and, and our kids are exposed to the news. I mean, I'm Jack, I'm sure you use social media and watch the news and get information coming into your life. When you have bad news flowing in and you have bad situations, just constantly, um, coming at you from all these different directions i guess it could jade you and i just think it's pretty amazing when you when you don't let it right i mean when you have to because that takes work and it increases that muscle sure you know sure. what i mean it like because you, you could just like you said leave those types of situations go man it's it's problem after problem after problem carry it into your life pass that kind of thing on to jack Right. You know, and you, you then have this responsibility that you're taking to go, okay, I've got to, you know, not do that. Right. And I always uh, thought that where, where Jack and I, or where Jack grew up is, is about a 20 minute drive from, from my, from the police department. Yeah. So I haven't been on patrol in years, but, uh, when I was on patrol and I was faced with those daily crummy crummy situations i remember thinking several times how beneficial it was that i got to drive 20 minutes before i got home oh. just to you know unwind a little bit and yeah. let some of that get off my head and, and be fresh and clean when i got home with jack yeah man that that's something we talked about this with another guest about kind of creating a waiting pool you know we're talking about how when you were a kid sometimes there would be like a little plastic pool at the edge of the swimming pool you know, so you could wash the grass off right. your feet before you went in the house. And we were talking about how, you know, having that in your life, a little waiting pool yes. is a value because you're just going to track that mess into your house. You That's know? a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. So, Jack, I mean, you know, I, I guess I, I thinking about my own son, I uh, I always worry about those same things. Like, you know, when I um, encounter something negative or if I go through something negative that I'm going to that I'm just not going to realize that I'm carrying it into my house and I'm going to pass it on did, in, in any of your formative years. I mean, did you ever sense that from your dad? Like, you know, dad's making an effort to not do that. Or were you even aware of that? Or was your dad just so good at like, um, not bringing that into your life? The older I got, the, the more aware I was. Yeah. And it's a strong like quality to have. To, yeah. To put, you before all of the crummy situations that he encountered 20 minutes before he walked through the door to like separate that and really control the, his attitude for the environment it's yeah it, it's hard and i'm happy i know it Look, as much as I enjoy talking on Find the Good News about making a change, I'd be less than honest if I didn't admit that change is hard sometimes. I should get more quiet time. I should exercise more, walk more, sleep more. And the one thing that I know I should do without a doubt is eat better, healthier, and fresher. But there's a wide berth between knowing something and actually doing something about it. I love to cook, but just like those other should do's, I don't always make the time. This is where I have to tell you about Fresh Fuel because it takes procrastination out of my way. Fresh Fuel is a fresh take on getting healthy, wholesome, and satisfying foods in your life as a kickstarter to critical change that lasts. 
When you sign up for a Fresh Fuel program at thefreshfuel.com, you'll find tiers for your specific level of can't get up and go. I know I found mine. My friend and founder of Fresh Fuel, Megan Abraham, wants to do one thing and one thing only. She wants you and your family to eat healthier, delicious, home-cooked meals. That's it. With Fresh Fuel, Megan has taken all of the I can't do it out of putting better meals in front of the people you care about. And she's quick to remind that one of those people should include you. Go to thefreshfuel.com and choose the program that's right for you. Megan provides you with the recipes, supply lists, links, videos, goals, and very important here, access to the Fresh Fuel Facebook group where you can connect with other fresh fuelers, real people just like you and me, making the same journey. What I love most about meal prepping with Fresh Fuel is that you don't have to do it alone. Megan is right there with you every step of the way, making the same changes you are. Fresh Fuel isn't a diet. It's a life change for those of us that just have trouble changing. Since I signed up for Fresh Fuel, I'm cooking more, eating better, and honestly, I'm feeling better too. I believe in Fresh Fuel so much that I asked Megan to offer Find the Good News listeners a chance to try it out at a discount. Just go to thefreshfuel.com, select one of Megan's signature programs, Fresh Fuel 28, the 28 Plus, or the 28 Pro plan, and then enter the code GOODNEWS to get 10% off your program. That's 10% off a Fresh Fuel signature program by visiting thefreshfuel.com and entering the code GOODNEWS. Fresh Fuel has been good news in my life, and I'm betting that thefreshfuel.com will be good news for you too. I know just looking out the world, we were talking about this off pod about the news even. I mean, if you just watch the news um, and, and our kids are exposed to the news. I mean, I'm Jack. I'm sure you use social media and watch the news and get information coming into your life. When you have bad news flowing in and you have bad situations just constantly um, coming at you from all these different directions, I guess it could jade you. And I just think it's pretty amazing when you when you don't let it right i mean when you have to because that takes work and it increases that muscle sure you know what i mean like because you could just like you said leave those types of situations go man it's it's problem after problem after problem carry it into your life pass that kind of thing on to jack right you know and you you then have this responsibility that you're taking to go okay i've got to you know not do that Right. And I always uh, thought that where where Jack and I or where Jack grew up is is about a 20 minute drive from from my from the police department. Yeah. So I haven't been on patrol in years, but uh, when I was on patrol and I was faced with those daily crummy, crummy situations, I remember thinking several times how beneficial it was that I got to drive 20 minutes before I got home just to. You know, unwind a little bit and let yeah. some of that get off my head and, and be fresh and clean when I got home with Jack. Yeah, man, that that's something we talked about this with another guest about kind of creating a waiting pool. You know, we're talking about how when you were a kid, sometimes there would be like a little plastic pool at the edge of the swimming pool. You know, so you could wash the grass off right. your feet before you went in the house. And we were talking about how, you know, having that in your life, a little waiting pool yes. is a value because you're just going to track that mess into your house. You That's know? a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. So, Jack, I mean, you know, I, I guess I, I thinking about my own son, I uh, I always worry about those same things. Like, you know, when I um, encounter something negative or if I go through something negative that I'm going to 
that I'm just not going to realize that I'm carrying it into my house and I'm going to pass it on did, in, in any of your formative years. I mean, did you ever sense that from your dad? Like, you know, dad's making an effort to not do that. Or were you even aware of that? Or was your dad just so good at like, um, not bringing that into your life? The older I got, the, the more aware I was. Yeah. And it's a strong like quality to have. To, yeah. To put, you before all of the crummy situations that he encountered 20 minutes before he walked through the door to like separate that and really control the his attitude for the environment it's yeah it, it's hard yeah I, I can tell that he was doing it and I, it, I don't know that it always worked but uh, i did try <laughs> we try I don't, I don't always do it <laughs> i mean i can I, I i do i always uh regret it when i don't Right. But I can't say I know that I don't always do a good job of it. I mean, we all are faced with stressors out there. And I mean, even our kids, I think that sometimes as parents, it's easy to forget that kids are getting like a whole different set of stressors. I mean, I I guess having a child in, in band, I mean, Jonah's in color guard, so it's not. I guess it's all the band, but you know, he's got that same hectic schedule that you guys have. And it's a, a huge commitment of time. I, I think his schedule is a bit more hectic whenever it comes down to band, at least like them and drumline, they have to, well, we have to get on the field, for example, like for our schedule, this is kind of off topic. No, please go but, for um, it. I'd love to talk about it. We're, our schedule is six thirty to eight every monday afternoon and 6 30 to 7 30 ish every morning but they're always there like 30 minutes early and they're while i'm getting there i see them already doing workouts and routine and stuff and it's i think my job's hard and then i look at <laughs> the color guard and drumline and it's uh. i didn't realize drumline was there earlier Either. Um, I'm pretty sure they are. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they are. Huh. Um, yeah, I I wonder about it too, and I think about the commitment that parents have to make. It's 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 a it's, it is a commitment. I mean, once you sure. when your kid is committed to it, you you're committed too. I mean, you're there for the three a.m. pickups and <laughs> yeah, you know. The, it, it wasn't until just I guess within the last year or so it, it dawned on me. I thought I had a busy schedule, you know, lots of hustle and bustle, and it was kind of yeah. hectic. And I started looking at Jack and. I thought, man, he actually has a busier schedule than I do. He has longer days than I do. Yeah, I thought, think the same thing about Jonah. It is, it is wild. I think sometimes, you know, I, um, I again, it's like you said, you look when you went to New York and China, and looking at people from that perspective, I, and, and kids are people too, especially young adults in high school. Who I am always just, it's I don't know how to describe it. It's like a big sigh of comfort when I look at my kid because I go, he's working all these hours, you know, he's dedicated and uh, he's faced with some adversity, you know, Mm -hmm. in relationships sometimes. And yet he still is positive and has hope and like wants to do good things. And I mean, I see the same thing with you, you know, and I go, man, how awesome is that? Because they could just like totally crawl up in a ball out considering the things they're faced with. I mean, when, uh, when I was in high school, I didn't have nearly any of the activities that he had, which which meant I had a lot of downtime and with downtime, you can, you can sometimes, uh, there's an old saying that goes with that. Um, Idle, idle time, idle hands. Oh, idle like hands with the devil's play things something, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Right, right, right. And that was definitely me in high school. Um, so I, I, I never had a schedule that he had. 
uh, we, we have different experiences, him and I, from, from high school. Me too. I could say, I tell Jonah that all the time. I say, you know, man, I mean, I, I was, mine was so different. My dad, I didn't have as much downtime because dad wanted us to work. So I was constantly, like after school and I walked to work. Right. And so it was, and it worked till I got off, go home, do homework. And that kind of was the cycle of the things. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't involved in, but I had a good, I, I think I was lucky in the sense that I had a good close knit of friends, little, little five fingers friends, you know, but, um, I see this these kids in band, and I'm blown away at that network. I'm like, what a it's like an arc, you know? Yeah, the the camaraderie that that all of these guys have. I can't think of another group of people I'd rather than be associated with. It really is good. Agreed. He he is, you know, he's 17 now, but when he was was much younger, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. I had no qualms whatsoever, whatsoever with him going to spend the night at a friend's house. That you know, I, I would call the dad or the mom and and say, "Hey, what y'all going to be doing?" And after a while, I realized it is pretty um, relaxed. I mean, there was I didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah, yeah. I um, I've, I'm kind of. You know, I talk about this on the show, Jonah. I, I, don't, I don't know why I always pause before I say it because it's very normal. But you know, my son's gay, mm-hmm. and he's open and, and and out and everything, and he's very comfortable himself. Very good-hearted person. But I had a kind of different experience when he was a kid because before he really kind of said it out loud, we kind of felt like we knew that things were headed that way right and so other parents did too you know because if you're if you sense something and you're around a kid and you're just going i'm not so i just had this feeling and then other parents are doing that too but the other parents unfortunately aren't as nice about it as, right because right. not their kid so jonah kind of got isolated in that regard like uh-huh. you know he, he he didn't have a lot of um and i'm telling jonah's business but i mean i think it's good to talk about because he talks about it openly you know he one of his biggest frustration is become becoming an adolescent is um this i guess gay stigma mm-hmm. in the sense that he had trouble making girls be friends with him very easily but he said you know there's a lot of guys that i want to be friends with but they're kind of scared to be friends with me because then people are going to think and start calling saying oh right. well, you're friends with jonah Y'all getting, you know, right? Or you, you know, it was like he said, and I wish it didn't have to be that way. He said, I wish I could just be friends with anybody, but I can't. And it's, and it's, it, he's expressed how hard that is. So when he does, when his friends, as he got into high school and he started, I started seeing his friends become more diverse and he started having more, uh, there's just different people in different categories. Right. I was like, okay, this is healthy for him finally. He's finally starting to have these normal, healthy relationships that don't have stigmas attached to him. And people don't treat him, some people still do, but they don't treat him, you know, it's just, they treat him like Jonah, not right. all that stuff, right? right? It's been a struggle though. So his junior high years were really pretty tough. I've started talking to him a little more in the past month or two. Yeah. And he's, it's an instant observation that he's one of the most kind, positive souls at Sulphur High School. Really? And it's extremely contagious, too. Like, I just, looking at him makes me happy. It's just, he, he's always so happy. So, like, yeah. I thought that the other morning at my own house, he, I was tired, you know, and he come, he come popped in the, Kind of popped in the room and he was like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" He was ready for school and he's had this like brightness and I went, 
made me feel good. I was like, man, I was I kind of needed that because I didn't nice. have it. And right. it just like you said, yeah, he, he's got that about him. He just a good kid. I mean, and and when he think again, like I said, and I, I use him sort of as my lodestone a lot of times about other people because when he brings somebody up, I'm like, he must really think highly and he brought he's brought jack up several times so i want to circle back actually on that because uh again getting back to jack and the piano and all of that i'm i'm still kind of blown away that you've only been playing the piano for about a year well i've been messing around for about two years okay and a half years but i've decided i wanted to like play piano about a year and a half ago going on two years probably now yeah i I don't have a date i don't know when i started yeah you just remember it's been about that time so how did that start for you i mean you already played trumpet were you have you always been musically inclined um i mean trumpet was my first introduction to music and i started that sixth grade like a lot of the people in band do yeah and i realized that i don't have to just play trumpet in fact no offense to the band but that's probably the least fun instrument that I play. Mm, like yeah. I can't really unwind on trumpet as I would on ah. piano or even you. drum set or I'm starting to play guitar. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the most, you know, down-to-earth instrument for me, I guess, because sheet music and auditions and I can, you know, have a place in band due to trumpet. But outside of band, that's... It's a whole different musical like position. Yeah, I, guess. I can see that. I mean, I guess when I watch you play, I watch some of those New York videos, and I've, I've went and watched you at uh, Stellar Bean a few times. And I guess the fluidity of watching you play, the way it just <clears throat> seems to roll right out of you. And I was, I, I don't know. I, even that video, I think I saw the video of you playing with the, the lady from Georgia possibly you okay. might have videoed mm-hmm. it or and well yeah, you were playing with somebody and i i actually had told my wife i said i was watching that video a couple of times and i watched your hands a lot and your body right and i'm like look how fluid this seems to just like he, he gets all he gets into it and you can see your spirits like in it but then i was watching her watch you and that was fascinating because I was like, look at her watch. You can see like on her face, like these sort of lights popping off. Like she was going, wow. He, she she he was can... very complimentary. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can play. That's what you could see. Thank like, you. wow, this kid can play, man. He's like really rocking this piano right now. Uh, I think uh, where Jack um, has benefited one, I, and I realize I'm biased. I'm his dad, but, uh, <laughs> but I, obviously he has some natural talent, but for the last six or seven years he's learned music theory and learned how to read sheet music and has messed around with a few different instruments and and has he's just constantly around music yeah so for him to pick up the piano and so like when he plays songs you'll recognize a song but he he adds his own spin to it every time it's 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 um uh He's improving, and uh, okay, you can tell, and it's good. It's like you flow into these songs one to the other, right? I, I, it was just cool at Stellar Beans. I'm not gonna thank lie, because I had my back to you, and I didn't know it was you, and I was just going. I was sitting there with my drink, and I would recognize these songs, like like you just said, and mm-hmm. I'd go, 
that's cool oh, that's this and i'd look at my wife and go do you know you know the song and then all of a sudden it would shift into this other song and i was like wow who's who's playing this he's actually i want to say i've heard him play a, a 1960 something classical song and seamlessly move into dr dre oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> it's really kind of neat when he does that that's cool and you just teach yourself these songs or do you find the music and then learn it by looking or is it like a lot is there some ear to it that you're just well first i try to do it by ear yeah but if I need help, then I look up like a lead sheet, which is basically, it tells me the key and the chords. Mm-hmm. And then I try to, I try to figure it out on my own as much as possible because then it, it puts my spin on it a lot easier. Yeah. But. So what do you see happening, Jack? I mean, like what's your, uh, I mean, so you, you're getting, go to high school and you're kind of like, okay, I'm in band. And then you get, you start getting interested in piano and then you find out obviously now, Hey, I can do this. And people, I mean, it's one thing when you know, you can do it. It's another thing when you're and then your parents are telling you, you can do it. And obviously dad's over here supporting you going, man, you're really good. But then when you start playing publicly and you go, hang on, people are responding to me then it's a whole uh, other layer right yes so what's that feel like like (laughs) i remember my first night of playing at tia juanitas yeah i went to um the office to get my paycheck and i asked them like hey what do you think do you want me back again do you did you like what you hear and then they all had such positive things to say and it because i'm always i think i'm always going to be self-conscious i'm always going to be like not well, modest, but modest, also uh-huh. self-conscious because there's always somewhere, somebody somewhere that can do it better than me. Yeah, that's everything we all do. Yeah, there's always somebody that's right. topping us. Yeah, but it's hearing it from somebody else. It's it's a great feeling to hear it from my, my dad and my mom, but a stranger on the street is just I don't know. It's it's, it's different, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can see. I can't imagine that that what that feels like. I've never done anything like that where it was like just presenting a talent out to the public and just going, "Hey, hmm. here it is." You know, what's it, what's it like? I mean, I know that it's comforting. I don't know. I mean, I I've, I go listen to some live music. I wouldn't say I go listen to a lot, but when I do listen to live music, I I like the I like to be able to just sit and enjoy it and not be kind of. Um, overtaken by it to the sense of like okay this is all that i'm here for like like it's like in these environments you're playing in like stellar bean and tijuanitas they're obviously there to dine so you don't want to take their dining experience away right, from them right. but you want to enhance it right and that's what i kind of might be overthinking it i don't know no no you're the, right no that's exactly what um, you have to read the room about. you really have to like sit back sometimes i just i let my fingers go for a little bit and i try to really read the room to see if I should either go to like a like melancholy and infinite sadness <laughs> or I should put like a hip hop beat and play some you know still Dre yeah <laughs> right that's actually pretty awesome that you're you're doing that I mean you're 17 right 17 right. man yes. and so you, you're you're acquiring the skill to read the room and you did you did you do that on your own intuitively mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's pretty awesome if for example at stellar beans people are if people are like reading then i play some elevator jazz or something like that yeah but if people are like laughing you know having a good time then i 
you know, bump it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Cause I, I guess I, I perceived it for sure. I mean, you definitely had that vibe. I mean, it was like, Hey, this feels like an enhancement to just being here. Yeah, that You're not the first person that said that. Um, Braden, that was his Braden Jenkins, right? Oh, Braylon Jenkins. Braylon, Braylon yeah. I'm sorry. Braylon. Yeah. yeah. He had <laughs> reached out to Chelsea, the owner of Seller Beans and sent her, uh, a message saying that, how pleasurable the experience was when he went there because it wasn't overbearing. It was exactly what he wanted to hear. Um, and he could, he could just, it, it enhanced his experience there. He, he wasn't there to see a concert. He was there to drink coffee and relax in the morning. And then you had this to, to yeah. the music to enhance it. Yeah. I mean, it makes you want to stay in the place longer. I will say that. I mean, you know, I, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's <clears throat> no doubt. I mean, I actually, you were playing again, um, you know, Facebook events and things like that are a lot of the ways I find out about things. And there was one day I was like, oh, hey, Jonah, Jack's playing. I was like, you want to go to Stellar Bean and grab a drink? And that was literally the way that went. It wasn't, I mean, this is no slight to Stellar Bean. We go there a lot too. Right. But it was the way, you know, what did I say? I said, hey, Jack's playing. Do you want to go to Stellar Bean? Oh, right? right. So that, that means that, That's I nice. mean, you become the draw. Like, hey, we're going to go to dinner tonight. Well, Jack's playing at Tijuanitas. Well, let's go there. You see what I'm saying? It's not just, hey, they got good fish tacos. It's like, <laughs> hey, Jack's there, so let's go have our meal there. That's kind of a cool thing. That's awesome. It's a great reminder, really. Yeah. Like, I did see other people reaching out to you now, too, like to kind of play at other venues, yeah? Um. All right. So a couple of days ago, I, I didn't even tell you about this, but the, last Thursday when I left Tijuanitas, right. I was bringing my piano back to my car, and I passed Luna's. And I backed up a little bit, and then I went back into Luna's, and I asked about playing there. Yeah. And then um, the host, Isaac, said, you know, message, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think his name, Dave? Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave. Dave. And I messaged him, and his response, it was like, Actually, I've been looking forward to talking to you. How cool is and that, dude? Just that, that sentence, it really like lifted my hopes. Yeah. Really. Right. That's cool. So that means that other people are going, hey, I, th- who is that? You know, I mean, I, I got to say, I mean, there's certain, there's, this is, again, my own perception. I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I know just the way I consume things and information and music and what have you. It's very... It's all. It's a whole mixture of things. It's like, do I know the person? Do I like the person? Do I like the music? Do I like the place? I mean, right. there's all these different things. Is the timing right? You know, and it seems like you're uh, hitting a lot of those those little categories for a bunch of different folks. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, what's your my original question, which I totally derailed my own <laughs> my own question, was what do you, where do you see this all going? I mean, what's your uh, a lot of it depends on what college I go to. Yeah. But right now, I'm, this is my job, and I'm so lucky and happy because this is the best job for me. Yeah. Um. But after this, I'm just trying to make some connections so it's easier. That I'm sounding way too professional. I'm not, you know. I'm yeah, just a I understand. Seventeen-year-old boy, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, seventeen years old. I don't know if "boy" would be the word I would say anymore. You're you're definitely a young man. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, I would love, I would love to, you know, make it, so to speak. Yeah, and what you mean by make it is like to where people go, Jack Harrell. 
Right. They know the name. They know the music. Where my Instagram has over like a little over 115 followers or whatnot. Yeah. Which is retro piano. Right. (laughs) Also, that's my Instagram. Retro piano? Zero on retro. Okay. I'm going to put a link to it on the show so people can get to it. So do you do like music on SoundCloud or anything like that? Do you upload anything? Um, Instagram is the only videos I have. Yeah. Are the only videos. Man, that seems like SoundCloud's like the... John was constantly telling me about these musicians. Like, oh, yeah, they did this song on SoundCloud. Another huge, like, Billie Eilish, you know, she was on SoundCloud. Right. Now she's, like, you know, these mega ticket price, you know. Right, right. Well, along those lines, Jack and I have talked a few times. And, and you know, doing this, we have the... Uh, we're fortunate enough to meet a lot of different types of people who are in one aspect or another in the business, to, mm-hmm. so to say. And we've gotten some good advice. And, and uh, one of those pieces of advice was you know when he goes to to school for music that it doesn't have to be focused solely on performing we've been talking about getting uh, a degree not me i'm sorry not we jack obviously uh getting a degree that that will encompass the production of music the Ah. the things that happen behind the scenes um so you know just in case that that's something that interests him in the future he has another avenue that he can fall back on doesn't have to be just performing yeah but at the same time he keeps his feet firmly planted in the in the business i think that's smart man i mean you know being a producer of things i've I've even kind of taken that role even with our business is going hey i can instead of making content just for advertising i can actually help other people produce content you know like i think that that's um that's important to do and i mean there is that trend in the world i hear so many people now who say you know what do your own con make your own content make make sure you you have it set to where you can produce your own work and put it out there and then you you're really not at the mercy of the producers anymore right you know which i mean granted that's a big help you definitely you get there but to be able to to have that working knowledge yeah i think that's that's definitely wise so do you have interest in that is that something you're very interested in too and like being a producer like you know helping oh yeah i would i'd love to help as many people as possible if they want to do anything with music like on my card i have tutor Oh, yeah, yeah. He has business cards now. Yeah, that's right. wild, man. <laughs> 17, got his own business cards. Yeah. That is wild. So you do tutoring? Yeah? Piano? I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. Have you done it? Have you, have you taught it? Because I know my little boy. I haven't officially. Boy, no, no. Evan, that's my youngest. I don't know if you, you were there that day, I think, but I don't know if you saw him. But when we, I'd never seen Evan do that before. He walked over to Jack's, or he was, Jack was playing at it, Stellar, and he just, I mean, I almost felt like he was... I, I love that feeling. Really? I, I thought he was bothering you at first. No, I was no, like, no, no, he's, no. He's like getting really close to him, and he just kept getting closer and closer, and he was just watching him, like... And then he, he I said, he's going to stay there the whole time. He stood there the whole time you played, man. I mean, and watched your hands. That's <laughs> such a, a great, just nice feeling. Yeah. Just, sometimes I play, and there's kids that like dance like two three-year-old kids that like dance i saw i saw a three-year-old four-year-old boy dance with his mom while i was playing and to have that effect on another relationship where that can happen it's unreal so what does that feel like jack i mean you're kind of getting into some really which i love that territory you're getting into like that 
and it's one of my my questions I, I i call it like the either the zen of a thing or like the dow of a thing where you, you start and we've all experienced it where you start doing something and you just get lost in it and all of a sudden it's like you don't even feel like you're even in it anymore and it's just happening do you ever get in that like that that high yes it's it's like my second wind yeah it, like my mind goes blank sometimes and it's it's different for every every gig yeah but for example the one with the um like the son and the mom that were uh-huh. dancing it was i tried to like line up every note with one of his you know his little dance moves or something <laughs> oh man and i'm happy i know it do you ever hear a good song on the radio that just moves you? Maybe it stirs your heart, but then it starts to move your body too? Do people around you say things like, you've got rhythm, or where do you get your energy? Well, I've got a secret for you. That might be your dance coming out, and the Whistle Stop Dance Sport might be just the job your dance is looking for. I know your first thought, but I don't have any dance experience. That's one of the good things about this opportunity. You don't need years of dance experience to do it. What Whistle Stop Dance Sport is searching for is a multi-dimensional talent. What does that mean? Okay, I'll tell you. You see, dance goes far beyond formal training, though that is a plus. Being able to dance means you can take life by the hand and let it put one arm around your waist and move to the rhythms that flow your way. To be a dance instructor at Whistle Stop Dance Sport, you'd need to have experience working with children, good rhythm, positive energy, and a personality for people. Dance Sport works to enrich children's lives by offering social, emotional, behavioral, and cognitive skills that naturally build confidence. Through dance, these children develop self-esteem, express themselves creatively, and strengthen critical thinking skills. Does the thought of affecting young lives in a positive way stimulate your mind, your heart? Do you want to do something that matters? Something that could really change the course of a young person's life? Then maybe that's why you heard about this dance instructor position with Whistle Stop Dance Sport. You can send your resume or letter to Whistle Stop Dance Sport, 1518 18th Street, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 70601. That's 1518 18th Street, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 70601. Training dates for this position start in July 2019, so if you feel you may be right, don't wait to send in your resume. If you'd like to hear more about this position, call Whistle Stop Dance Sport at 337-515-7577. That's 337-515-7577. Seven seven, And if you do call, do me a favor and let them know you heard about this on Find the Good News. So cool. So you're like, that's why I asked, because the way you're describing that is like you almost are playing the person too, right? Right, right. Yeah. You're like in tune. You're, it's a whole different way of communicating with people. I mean, we're sitting here talking, but you're like kind of communicating with all these varieties of people through, through, through what's happening on your piano. Just seeing any reaction in the crowd from something that I'm causing, it it's it's so much different than almost any job than that anyone can have. It's a different kind of feeling and a different kind of like I'm paid to make people happy. <laughs> I'm paid to like feel, make, yeah, feel, yeah, right, right. Or I try my best, anyways, but yeah. Whenever it works, 
it it works yeah it, it is is it feel like does it feel like love yeah it, yeah it's, it's like there's t- tips are cool okay t- yeah yeah physical dollar bills are pretty cool but whenever i can connect with one of the quote-unquote audience members it's it's so much better than a one five dollar bill it's yeah because i know they're taking me with them when they leave the door not leaving a piece of paper in my i mean hey that's cool yeah if you want to tip me go for it yeah this is my job gotta eat (laughs) right that's it but it's it's so much more like emotional whenever i can i know that they'll remember me in the next 30 minutes after they're gone for the next day after they're gone yeah and it makes me jealous because i didn't love my profession until i was much older than him i mean at at 17 well 17 i was in the military but before that i had worked at you know local restaurants here in 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 town um and it was a job yeah Yeah. you're a bus boy or you're making pizza (laughs) or you're doing whatever and you he's done well financially but um more importantly to hear what he just said that it it really makes it warms my heart because he actually loved what he does and some people they go their whole lives without that feeling you know yeah right man you're right god what does that i mean to see that as a dad yeah to know and and, and as a father to to feel like you've been a part of that right you've been part of a part of being sort of the the runway to some degree i mean i think that with with jonah and all my all my children you know if they have any success you don't want to take the credit for it but you say hey i at least was part of building the runway to get to it to let you then do this thing you know right and, and the way that came about um so what it came about was uh before jack got into music he was uh, i encouraged him to do other things you know, we're not just going to sit by idly and, and twiddle our thumbs or, or play Sony or, or Xbox or whatever. Yeah. So when he was much younger, in elementary, he, he played football, he played soccer, he played baseball, he, he was the whole gamut of sports. <clears throat> and after a while, I noticed it was, he wasn't enjoying it as much. And it was... I don't know how to say this without sounding arrogant, but he didn't appreciate the team effort. I could see where he would benefit more from an individualized sport. Yeah. So uh, we never quit anything that we started. We always finished out the season, and then we'd try something different. And then it came, he didn't want to do it at all anymore. So I said, all right, that's fine. You're going to do something. So we looked at karate, and he was in huh. karate for about three years, made oh, it up wow. to a purple belt. Mm-hmm. And of for almost the entire time I could see he really enjoyed that it was individualized so if if he won or lost he could blame no one but himself and uh, eventually that that wore out I guess and then we were going in the 6th grade and I think it was during 6th grade because like no it was it was it was before because I said that's fine, but if you want if you want to stop karate, that that's cool. But you're going to pick something else up, like and then, pick another something to put right, your energy like a into, hobby or something. Yeah. And yeah. he said, "How about band? Why huh. not? Okay." So we, I remember taking him to school. His mom and I had had a, a lot of discussions about it, and you know, she she has been there. She's not here right now, but trust me, she's been there every step of the way as being supportive and yeah. doing whatever we can to make. Uh, him happen so um 
we went to middle school and we were looking at what instrument to try out first and for some reason I just thought it would be the coolest thing to have him learn to play the saxophone and he was like yeah. nah, I like that dad and it was the trumpet yeah so I said okay so huh. he's been doing it ever since and uh, where did he go to middle school where was, uh, LeBlanc LeBlanc okay that's where so, I went too me too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool <laughs> small world <laughs> yeah we all went to LeBlanc I went to Sulphur High yeah um, and then you know it's been a now I had to pull back a little bit because I realized I was probably getting I was probably probably applying too much pressure but the mentality I had when he started probably fifth grade was whatever you can be in that that um, is extra Mm. just something extra be involved in something that is going to benefit you the next year so in in junior high it was it was banned and it was um, I did track you did track <clears throat> but not just track. You, you uh, were in student council for oh, a while. Right, right. And, and the idea behind all that is everything that you do now is going to make it easier, and you'll already have that mindset when you get into high school. And when you do all these things in high school, it's you know also grades, uh, of course. He, he has a spectacular GPA. Awesome. Um, but all that's going to prepare for you, prepare you for college. It's just going to be easier and easier and easier as you go along if you get into whatever it is now. Student Council, Future Leaders of America, band, um, any social clubs, anything that, that anything other than sitting at the house and doing nothing. Although that's uh, needed occasionally, just some downtime, some, some relaxing. So... <clears throat> We actually had to pull back. You were in some organization, I forget what it was, and you said, ah, this is, it's just not for me, and it's too much. Uh, I, might, I think it was, was it Beta? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, Beta Club. And, and I said, all right, well, let's, let's pull back a little bit. Maybe I was pushing too much. But the goal or the idea or the, the theory behind all of that is everything that you're doing today is going to prepare you for tomorrow. In each step of, in each step of you know, junior high, high school, college, and from college, you're going to have a pretty impressive resume going into college and hopefully outside out when you finish college. I made my resume for a college um, project. Did like you? The other night. I'd like to see it. I, for my jobs, I get to put like entertainer at T1, entertainer at Cousins, entertainer at Stellar B, and it, it just goes on for a little bit. Yeah. And it, it's kind of funny. It's interesting. I mean, what you just described, I mean, it, it you know creates this. Um, experience for him to always be thinking about hey what can i do extra right i mean right. in general you know and then you now becoming a man and, and and getting these gigs as you take each gig i'm sure you're thinking like okay i got this gig now what can i do extra you know how can i enhance this experience and and one thing it just it, it gets like you said it builds to the next thing it does and and of course i'm not musically inclined like him but but that's always been my my mindset is and it's not always a good thing sometimes you have to pull the reins back because you can get over overwhelming but what's next what's next what's next you know whatever you're doing what's next how can i make this better all right what's next yeah sometimes you just have to to stop smell the flowers live in the moment yeah and and relax a little bit and i've I've had to remind myself that when when raising jack yeah i I can see that i I, i'm guilty of the same thing because i mean you start to see a little bit of uh sort of see people turning the lights on for you you know like even with jack i'm sure you see that like that's that that's that positive response you start going hey people are lighting up right people are responding 
there you can get overzealous and do too much too fast and go i'm gonna just go all in 100 percent, and then before long you look back and like oh i I don't have any downtime anymore i have no peace and and you don't enjoy the experience yeah You're, you're so busy thinking what's next and and just being busy that you don't enjoy the experience so somewhere there's a happy medium and i and i think he is on the path right now of finding that happy medium um, yeah it took me 46 years to do it but uh <laughs> i'm getting there yeah I, I think i'm kind of past that happy medium yeah i like i remember after my very 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 first gig i i told my dad that i would be doing the same thing on my piano bench in a bar as i would on my couch at my house ah uh. And you know, it's. I see what you're saying. So you're saying you don't, you're not keep. Those aren't two separate experiences for you, right? Like you're saying, I want to keep the the essence of the comfort of playing at home and apply that when I go out and play. Is that what you're saying? It, it's just like I would, I would be doing this in my garage, yeah. but now I made not a living out of it, but like I made this is my job. This is. I remember this conversation. I had asked, "Hey, buddies, are getting?" Because he was playing everywhere. Uh, now that school started, he had to pull it in a little bit, but um, he was playing everywhere. I said, "But are you still enjoying it? Do you, do you still want to play?" Yeah. And that's when he said, "If I'm not playing here, I'd just be on the couch playing." Hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, I'm assuming, and you got you, you know, you haven't set it up yet, but you're going to play for us today, and you know, you brought your gear in. I mean, is that essentially your gear that you have to bring? Is your piano, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I stopped bringing my bench. I, I just use chairs at the restaurant. Whatever's now. there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it takes like ten five minutes to set up, and then I can just you know vibe out for yeah. a couple hours, and then it's it feels like five minutes has passed, and then I finish the night, and then I go home. With a huge smile on my face, you know, listening to some music, go Money to bed, in your do your pocket. It. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, all the thing, all the things. <clears throat> yeah, that's clean and simple, man. I mean, there's so many worse things you could be doing with yourself, honestly. Right, right. It, it surprises me all the time. It, just for example, his his. Uh, now I like to think I I have a little bit to do with this um, and his mom. Um, his musical taste it ranges <laughs> yeah. from. Uh, big band live orchestras from the 60s to Nirvana to Journey to I mean I mean like my band director um, I call him Mr. Mac yeah yeah Mr. Mac right and he describes me as like that's his first description it's just my music taste Uh. (laughs) like I'm not not trying to be like you know I'm but he said it's anything from the Doobie Brothers to like Metallica to um you know Wynton Marsalis, which is a trumpeteer, and it's just it's very broad and diverse. Right. Then you don't just have like one, you know. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm a, I like I like this, and that's it. That's my category. I didn't know he described me to my my math teacher, which I did. My, the first day of school was, happened a couple of days ago, right? And I, I was in class, and he he was I zoned out for like 20 seconds, and then he looked me dead in the eyes, and he was like, "Well, how do you doing in Russia?" And I I've never talked to him before. I was really confused. <laughs> so apparently, yeah, I don't know. He was talking about like Fahrenheit or Celsius, and then I asked him about it after class. And he said, Jack, I know a lot more about you 
than a lot of the teachers. And I, I felt kind of weird about that, but it was a good thing. It was a good thing. His name is Mr. Prejean. He actually came to Tijuanitas the other day to watch me. Oh, wow. He plays and, in the GTOs. Oh, really? Right. Okay. He has, he had like 59, 50 something gigs last year in bands because he does, he plays trumpet. Oh, really? Mm hmm. It's phenomenal. That support from te- from educators, how important is that to you? Like having teachers respond like that I mean, right. and pay attention. I think it's high value, man. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that his, some of his teachers, uh, I don't remember his name, I'm sorry, but he was, imp- one of the things that we do, I have three guys from work that, and Jack is friends with all of them and they're my, I consider my best friends. For the last several years, we travel a lot to go to concerts, rock shows, music festivals. We've driven to Florida. We're driving to Louisville, Kentucky next month. We go to Austin, Houston. Jack can't make Kentucky, sorry. Not uh, honor <laughs> band audition. Honor band auditions, oh, okay. yeah. But uh, so uh, we're, he's, he's included in all of those activities. And um, he sees some things, he hears some things, uh, smells some things. <laughs> Uh, all sorts of things, but you know, it's it's an introduction into what real life is. It's not it's not this protected behind yeah. your 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 house walls or the school walls. It's it's what is out there. <clears throat> and so I got off track. One of his teachers uh, made note of him and kind of talked to him about it for the next couple of years. It was his reputation because, was it a Guns N' Roses concert we went to or Metallica? Oh, you're talking about Mr. Taylor. Mr. Taylor, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's my best friend's dad, actually. Oh, okay. Um, well, I went to, I was late for my very first day of band camp as a freshman because I was at, I was leaving a Guns N' Roses concert. Uh-huh. And that's how Mr. Taylor knows me now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was the first like first contact. Right. Yeah, like and okay. <laughs> it's amazing because like now, like a few weeks back before his son Caleb left for LSU, I just I just drive to his house almost daily, well maybe weekly, and <laughs> he was just my like physical science teacher that I saw every day seventh hour, but now I'm like having steak with him and swimming with him in this pool because it that was off topic but no it's not i mean it just shows the the value of of uh i think of a relationship and of of paying attention i mean when a teacher or an educator of any kind like says hey i see something in your kid you know i mean i'm paying attention and it does it motivates a kid i mean it really does I, i love that i mean um I won't say that it happens a lot. It's just when it does. I got, in fact, I got a letter from um, Jonah's chemistry teacher yesterday. An email. I say a letter. I mean, it was an email, but it was a nice, right. lengthy email. And I was like, "This is weird." Came out of nowhere, and he was like, "Hey, this is Mister Such and Such, your son's chemistry teacher. Uh, I just want to let you know he's a joy to have in my class. He always." He's always positive, and he really tries really hard. And when he does, when he has questions, he asks me. And I just want you to know that, like, there's just something special about him, and I, I'm enjoying having him. It was just sort of like this That's overview. Awesome. And I thought, was there more to this? Like, what like, is this? Where, where's the butt or the whatever? Yeah, yeah what I, is this for? Because everybody is it's, it's quick and it's quick to complain, but to be proactive and yes. actually go out there and make some people known. That, I'm sorry, make compliments known. That nothing ever, nothing impressed me more than when someone I didn't know walked up to me and told me how respectful my son was. How awesome is that? Yeah. I, I once had the ambassador of a nation tell, <laughs> tell me 
so this is a cute little story <clears throat> so um i told you we, we've done a lot of traveling right well his mom uh uh, she's German and her mom still lives in Germany and her brother was in the military and stationed mostly in, in Eastern European countries or Germany uh, most of his career so we would go to Germany if not year, every year every other year and uh, one year we went to Stuttgart I think and um, so uh, his uncle um, they, if he's not a general now, he's he's almost before he retires. He's a full bird colonel. Uh, most of his career has been spent in um, intelligence. So he his jobs are at the embassies and things like that. And uh, we were all going out for an adult night one night. Um, you know, some German tavern with for dinner and, and some beer or something like that. And Jack was around six years old, if I had to guess. Wow. <laughs> and. Uh, you know his cousins because as uh, his uncle also had a couple kids we brought them over to his friend's house who happened to be the danish ambassador to uh wow. germany right yeah so how, what, what kind of life am i living here I mean, we're, we're <laughs> dropping my son off at an ambassador's house so we did <clears throat> we all left had a good time <clears throat> excuse me and we were gone for maybe three or four hours i'm not sure when we came back it was dark uh it's a beautiful home it's kind of intimidating it's probably if you include the, it's built on a mountain, and and if you include the basement, it's like four stories, and uh, we all start walking up to the door to get all of our children, and this man who I hadn't met when we dropped him off comes outside. And I swear he's probably six foot five, six foot six. He's a tall, lanky man, and I, I'm sad I don't remember his name, but he looks at me and says, "Are you Jack's father?" Oh man, uh, what happened? <laughs> What happened? I don't get chastised by an ambassador. Um, so I said, yes, sir. Uh, Jack's mine. And he says, I just want to tell you, I'm not going to fake the accent. I can't do it. But you can imagine the Danish accent. It was very thick. And so I want to tell you what a, what a very respectful young man uh, you have. He said, please and thank you. And yes, sir. And no, sir. And he listened. He, he's a good boy. I was just kind of awestruck. So when we got, I grabbed his hand and I held his hand. We just walked back to the car and I, and I said, "Hey, buddy, when we get home, you're gonna get that Sony PlayStation." <laughs> and he did. We got we had a PS3. That was whenever whatever year that was because he had wanted one. And I thought, I, I think I, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, because I was I wanted that PlayStation. So yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> well, good news. You, you, you get complimented by an ambassador to a nation, you get a PlayStation. <gasps> that's awesome, <laughs> and that goes for everyone. Uh, uh, and everybody gets a, it's every kid everywhere. Yeah, so that goes to all fathers and sons out all. there. <laughs> fathers, you know what you just got committed to, right? Right. God, that's funny, man. I love thinking about stories like that. I love hearing stories like that too. It brings me back to something, uh, and this is totally irrelevant, but I, it, I guess it is relevant in the whole fathers and sons conversation. You know, when Jonah was. Um, especially in in junior high and elementary school he was always shorter than other kids he was like he looked younger he was mm -hmm. just people would think he was two grades behind them and um so i kind of had this sort of overprotective feeling because he was almost a target like constantly a target and so i was just like always like okay i'm gonna walk him to school every day i'm gonna be with him every day and um so for years i walked him to school and would walk him across the street so i guess six or seven years old you know I guess that was that was the point where he just sort of was kind of wondering like why none of the other kids 
dad was walking right. across the street. But Jonah had a word. He, he, he called adults humans. He never said adults. He would say, like, there were kids uh-huh. and there were humans. Oh. That was how he said it. And he did it for a long time from when he was little. That's funny. Yeah, it was totally funny. And people, when you'd hear him talk, if he was saying adult, he was he, he, he meant adult, but he would say human. And so one day, um, we're at the crosswalk here in Sulphur, six or seven years old. And so we're walking across the street, and he looks up at me, and he goes, Daddy? And I was like, yeah, buddy. He goes... Daddy, how come I'm the only little boy that has to bring a human to school? <laughs> and this teacher was standing there, and she she looked at me, and I was like, "How do you? Ex- how do I begin to explain what you just heard from my right. kid? Like, why am I the only little boy that has to bring a human to school?" That's funny. It's funny, man, because out of context, you're going, "What is? What's going on with this family?" Exactly. Right? It's like a science fiction movie. <laughs> but it makes me think. I think about that. That sometimes. Um, because I mean, not to get too philosophical about it, but if you meditate on one thing, you know, you can kind of get more juice out of it, I guess. And in squeezing some juice out of that all these years, I think I've thought, you know, there's just going to be a day where he's not going to need his human anymore, you know? All right. And then the other thing about that was like, um, I think it's important that I try to be a good human. And you, you mentioned that at the beginning, you know, how, how important it is that we sure. try to be good men fathers human beings and be good to other human beings and pass that on to our boys you know and, and, and all our kids and not just preach it i mean you, you actually yeah. have to let them see you know actions do speak louder than words yeah absolutely and i'm happy i know this episode's fishing for goodies fishbowl sponsor is brimstone museum and henning cultural center in sulfur louisiana i don't know what you look for when you travel but one of the things i look for when i'm putting together my itinerary is a unique museum or gallery in the city i'm traveling to i do this almost every time i go to a new city but if i'm being honest i'm guilty of not always doing that very thing right here at home in sulfur louisiana That's really a shame because we have one of the most interesting, historically relevant, and culturally rich corners in any city in the country about two minutes from where I'm sitting right now. I'm talking about the Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center. Have you ever really thought about why our city is named Sulphur? They've got a permanent exhibit on the history of the sulphur industry that answers that simple question and more. You really get a full scope of just how important the sulphur mining industry was to the development of Southwest Louisiana and the impact it had on the rest of the world. Yes, the rest of the world. On the same property, right next door to the museum, is the Henning Cultural Center, presenting some of the most interesting, modern, and culturally relevant local art shows I've ever seen. My dear friend Tom Trahan and the Brimstone Historical Society have really worked hard to give us this treasure, and it's a multifaceted jewel that I plan to take advantage of more often. You don't have to wonder what their hours are, or how to get there, or what shows are coming up. Just go to brimstonemuseum.org, like I did, and subscribe to their mailing list right there on the homepage. That's brimstonemuseum.org. Tom will make sure you start getting the announcements for each and every new show at the gallery. But you don't have to wait for the mail to arrive to enjoy this historical local treasure. You don't have to be guilty, like me, of overlooking a local wonder that conveniently sits next to the Grove, one of the most beautiful walking parks in southwest Louisiana. Drop in and say hi to Tom for me. Tour the museum and center, and make sure to tell Tom that you heard about Brimstone Museum on Find the Good News. Now, 
Let's take that dive in the fishbowl. So, uh, you guys, I don't know if y'all got to listen to the show beforehand or not, but we have a put. This is a good place to do this. This is uh, towards the end of the show. What I have every guest do is they get to draw out of this <coughs> fishbowl. Okay. And so this is a section of the show called Fishing for Goodies. And so what happens is we'll just take turns. You guys can alternate. Well, you just draw three questions, not a piece, but together. You'll just rotate and um, basically answer the questions together the best you can. It's just a little fun game. Okay. The mystery stuff in there. Some of those are submitted by listeners. Some of them have been submitted by guests like you guys. Right. And then some of them are just from uh, little card games and packs. So there's just sort of some stuff in there. It's a lot of fun. Go ahead, buddy. All right. Oh, this would be a guest-submitted question. <laughs> All right. What's your cooler? Dinosaurs or dragons? Oh. <laughs> well, in my opinion, I think dragons are cooler. Yeah. However, dinosaurs... There, there's not, like, you know, there's no fossils for dragons. Right. That's true. But they also... They're cooler. Dragons are cool. They, they are dinosaurs cool. don't, you know, fly and breathe fire. Yeah, I mean, ah. melt iron thrones. Right, right. that's right. Y'all, you guys, Game of Thrones fans? Do y'all watch I, that? I was. I watched it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you weren't. I'm assuming you didn't like it. You didn't get into it. Huh? I haven't even started it yet. Probably don't have time to watch a whole big show like Game of Thrones. That's yeah, a pretty big yeah, commitment. It is. Yeah. Hmm. And you know, today in the news, I, I say it was today. It looks like it was like August 16th or something, but uh, there was a, they found a, a fully fossilized dinosaur, not, not bones. It had skin. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the most well-preserved dinosaur that they've ever found. And you, I posted on my Facebook page. I was like, this is really cool. Now, it, its skin is fully intact. You get to see, you can see all the features, everything. It even had food in its stomach still. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty wild, man. Do you remember where? Um, hmm. Now you're going to get me. I can't remember where. They only had two photographs of it. But apparently what they, they think happened is it was sucked out into the ocean and, and it it sunk and something in and it was preserved just fully i guess somehow the skin was fossilized but not the mm-hmm. internal parts of the dinosaur the same way and so anyway they they're assuming like i guess the ocean you know sea levels dropped and then that became land and then it just somehow got encased it's basically like a mummy but it's really not i mean i'm not kidding it's like a fully you can see the scale the scales the armor everything it's wow really neat man Uh, yeah so i would have said dragons yesterday but you know after seeing that today i was like dinosaurs are pretty cool today all right Right. (laughs) that was an interesting question you know nobody's drawn that one before (laughs) there's a lot of questions in there but you know dragons or dinosaurs i didn't think that was in there dad all right what slogan or jingle got stuck in your head forever oh boy oh well do you play any of those jingles or anything like that um jingles aren't as big now as they were o'reilly's jack and i used to to sing that oh 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 O'Reilly's. yeah Yeah. you may not remember that but we did Um, that was pretty catchy though yeah that got stuck in my head. See, that's interesting. I just guess, and I don't know this, man. I mean, you're going to have to tell me, but I would think Jonah would probably say this. 
we were exposed to TV commercials and radio commercials Where's all the, the time. But y'all's generation's really not... Like, yeah, we have, like, Netflix and Spotify. Like, yeah, there's no commercials yeah, and right. stuff like that. There's ads, but that's... But it's not like a little... Classic, you know? Yeah, I think it's changed. Like, now you hear, like, these little stingers, you know, like Expedia.com and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it's not like a whole little... My baloney has a first name. None of that right. stuff, you know. Right. Or uh, and was it McDonald's? I, I just said it a while ago. Where's the beef? No, that's, that's the, Wendy's. That's, Wendy's. It, really? Yeah. Where's the beef? Was Wendy's. Oh, I was thinking of okay. Arby's. Okay, that's where's we have the meats. Okay, we have the meats. Meat. So I hadn't yeah. seen that one. That's Arby's. Yeah, little catchy slogans like a McDonald's thing that for me is always like ba da ba ba ba. It's like that's right. always gonna I, be. I, yeah, I would rather go eat somewhere like that than. I wouldn't. Why would you be a fast food and have no offense to Arby's, but we have the meats. It does not sound good. <laughs> like not appetizing. To like you, I think <clears throat> I'm, I'm gonna look it up actually. But I, dude, I'm probably gonna laugh about that later. That's the best soundbite of this whole episode. No offense to Arby's, but we have the meats. Doesn't sound. You're right. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm double checking to make sure they have. Arby's yeah, vinegar. yeah. Is that what it is? They have they have an, a menu, yeah, like an item on their menu called Meat Mountain. <laughs> it it looks disgusting. Yeah. Dude, that actually makes Dude. I do find that very funny. No, you're right. It is. I've not seen that. We don't have an oh. Arby's around here anymore, so mm. I guess we're not exposed to the, oh. uh, the Meat Mountain. <laughs> Good. So they don't want your advertisers right there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I love how those questions can start a conversation. Right. Like I didn't think that's where we're going to get. I didn't yeah, think yeah. we're going to get to the meat mountain from, you know, what's your favorite jingle? So that's kind of hard for you to answer then. I guess a jingle isn't. Uh, I don't know. There's, I made up. Well, hmm. I had to do something where I had to do a jingle beforehand because mm-hmm. I was on piano. And it was just like a snippet from like a jazz audition from a few years ago. But it sounds just like it would be. Um, I might play it or something. Yeah, it's it's pretty catchy. I mean, that actually sounds fun. I know that I like. I've been. Uh, I was listening to a band years ago. What was what was that thing they were playing? There was a time where one of the insurance uh, companies had a band that would play on all their commercials, and I can't remember what it was. But there was a um, there was a song that they always played, and so I went to see this band. They were playing like it was an ACDC cover band, you know, uh-huh. and they were playing. It was really good, actually. I was like, "Wow, it sounds like ACDC." It was really good, but then out of nowhere, they started playing this song. I was like, "What is that?" And, I was, and then they then they started singing the lyric, and I was like, "Oh, it's that insurance I commercial." This. Do you remember I that? Do. I just can't put my finger on like what that was, but it was mm. something. They were. It was a band, and they were in every one of these insurance commercials. Now nah, I can't remember. Anyway, it was just cool, and it made me laugh. And I thought that'd be that'd be kind of cool. Like if you were playing the piano and you started playing like a jingle or something, and somebody went, "Hey, that's right. the whatever song," you know. It's kind of. Uh, he, he, sometimes he'll he'll, uh, I guess, to break the monotony or to get people's attentions, I'll hear him play the Mario theme song sometimes. Oh, uh, really? Maybe. maybe. Yeah. I I don't know. Was it not Mario? You played a, a game theme. Oh no, it was. Uh, I've played Minecraft. Once. Minecraft. Minecraft. Okay. I, I, I like. I blended in in like a classical setting. His very first request. <clears throat> we were at a, a restaurant oh. called Cousins. It was a bunch of like twenty-five-year-old frat boys. Yeah. I walked in in like short shorts and tank tops, 
and they, they said i played like the wii theme song for a oh, second yeah and then they're like dude you have to play mario the wii I mean, not, oh my god dude, you have to play dun, minecraft minecraft that, dun, 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 like, yeah dun, yeah that one, dun, 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 dun. yeah oh, i know it because Joni used to sit and make those little <laughs> me characters for hours and that song would play through the house that, that was his first request now now he gets the, the wii the song yeah, no, no minecraft. minecraft oh minecraft i got okay. like 20 bucks for like playing the first two measures of minecraft how crazy man <laughs> like, really out of excited. nowhere like, right? they really liked it <laughs> there's something exciting about that about somebody going Going, hey play this random thing i just thought of and you're like oh yeah watch this and you just like break it out you know right that's probably really cool whenever like people request songs and especially if it's a song that i already know how to play i like to act oblivious sometimes so i'm like i get i'll see what i can do i guess and then knock it out of the i know I, I i already know it so. yeah that's kind of <laughs> like, cool man some, someone requested <laughs> a thousand miles like I would walk a right. thousand. No, 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 no. That's um, the that's the pretend. Is it proclaimers? That's the proclaimers. Um, they sing that. I don't know the song. Can, a thousand can I play miles. It? Yeah, you can play it. Right. I can probably even pull it up on here. Actually, <laughs> you you know it. Is what's it called? A thousand miles. I I, I can just press play. Yeah, it's okay. easier. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, making my way downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I already knew it. So. Yeah. That's kind of funny, man. It's so like you, a hip hop version of it. Do you ever get a request like that where you're going, I don't know this, but I bet I can get that I bet I can bang this mm-hmm. out. And Mr. Brightside of About the Killers. I mean, kinda or sweet sweet Caroline. Yeah. It's mostly just chords. So uh-huh. I look up the chords and then I just try to Try my best. Yeah, do the best you can. So at Cellar Beans, he he gets to meet a lot of other musicians because well, they, cool. they play there as well. And he met a, a young lady, and I don't know the I don't know either one's name, but the they have a group name. I think it's called the Deep End. Oh, yeah. Sophia. Sophia, that's it. She plays all over the place. And uh, I had walked in, I walked out, walked in, walked out. I, I had some friends down the road, and they had just finished playing uh, a song. And, like, and she sang, and she she sings beautifully. Yeah. And when I her mom was there videotaping it, and I found it on Facebook. And as I'm watching it, I can see Jack as he's playing. He's scrolling on his phone. He plays a little bit, then starts playing with one hand. And he's scrolling on the phone, which made me <laughs> made me believe this is oh, yeah. the first time he's ever seen this music. Yes. And it and it was. <laughs> wow. And they knocked it out of the park, man. She That's wild. her it was it sounded so nice. How nice is that to be able to sync up with another musician like that and just like, oh man, we're just we're doing this now, doing this thing. At, one night at Zephyr's, they asked Jack, "What song do you know, or what song do you want to play?" And it was like, I've never done this before. It was me. There was a drummer. There was a bassist. There was a guitar player. There was a <clears> singer. It was. That was cool. It was a full-on band. We ended up playing um, "Dancing in the Moonlight." Oh really? And that was. It was really fun. That's cool, was, man. Yeah. That's got to be awesome. What a great... I mean, you're having so many good experiences. Right. It was great. <laughs> it's just going to get better and better, too. You guys actually still have one more question. Oh. oh. It's my turn. It's your turn. <laughs> right, I'm trying to like get kind of... So... That's a would you rather. So that's going to be like, oh, you know, yeah. fingernails or eyelashes or something like that. That is, too. All right. Would you rather be poor all your life or have a lot of money and then lose it and why wow somebody else had that one be poor all my life or have a lot of money and then lose it yes but but the the second question doesn't say anything about 
and then it says Y. Uh, I guess I, I'm okay with having a lot of money and then losing it. I mean, I wouldn't be okay with losing it, but at least then. Well, yeah, it's kind of the same. Like that question is gonna have to be retired because like somebody else drew that and had the exact same reaction. Like this question doesn't make any sense because I mean you're you're gonna if you got a choice and you're gonna lose it anyway, why wouldn't you just have it and then lose it? Right? Why would you want to just not have it ever? Then you get to experience different things that maybe you wouldn't have if you just lost it. You know, one thing I guess would to reframe that, and I think maybe what they're trying to get at with that question, and I don't know, I might be overthinking it, is if you don't know of if you don't know <coughs> what you're losing what you're losing did you are, did you, you, are you missing out right okay, maybe you know like if something would you i guess it's kind of like piano i mean you know like you're going to have these experiences obviously playing piano your whole life is going to it's going to change your life right but had you but let's say something takes it away from you. But had you know, and that's going to create, like I would say, probably some kind of despair or sorrow to lose it. Better to love and lost than to, to have never have loved, loved, right? There we go. That's poison, man, right? Isn't that poison? <laughs> <laughs> I won't forget you, baby. I think that's the lyric. <laughs> you a big poison fan? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm telling you. I, <laughs> His musical taste, I'm impressed. If, if I've done nothing else in life than contribute to his his musical uh, repertoire, then that's awesome. I'm good. <laughs> How cool is that for you, man? I mean, as a dad, and just you know, I I can imagine like hearing him playing, and then you're just like, hey, that's this song from my childhood that I just dug so much. Right, right. 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 <laughs> like, sometimes one of my I have certain songs that I like to transition from and to. Yeah. And probably two of my favorites are, I start with Piano Man, Mm -hmm. and then I end up playing that a little bit through, and I hold like a low C, which is also the same starting note as um, Jump by Van Halen. Oh, cool. So like, you know, I edit, I mess around with the settings, I put it on like an 80s brass setting, and it it always turns heads. That's cool, man. It gets everyone's attention. I mean, you know know how powerful the beginning of of Jump is, right? Yeah. that's cool, man. I think I even you may have played that one time at Stellar Being. So I just love the transitions, man. I like it when you're doing that. Like it's like, oh yeah, I know this one too. That's cool. Hey, went to this to that, and I was sitting there with my wife that whole time, and I, it's probably annoying because I'm going, you hear what that is? You hear what that is? You hear that? No, 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 no you know what that is? <laughs> I, I, I wish people were more out in the open with that because really, I can't tell if people want me to shut up or if people are just. You know, just you know, not saying anything. Yeah, it's it's probably just because like my case was in the way and I couldn't see you. But whenever it goes all the way back to getting people to move out of their seats or just nodding their head. Yeah, it, it's so much. It means so much more than just sitting there. Yeah, and you know, if you do that, you're going there to sit there. You don't know I'm there playing piano, and so there's it's no offense. Yeah, sure. But, <clears throat> I can see that, though, from your perspective. I mean, I imagine, you know, you playing and then you kick into a certain song that you do know just hits the whole crowd. And all of a sudden you can see it physically react. Almost every song I start, I always, once I hit that recognizable point, I always look. I always look up. You know what's coming, yeah. That's cool. (laughs) If there's someone that walks in with an 80s, like, rock shirt, 
I play, you know, 80s rock, where someone walked in with like Elton John, and I'll play like t- Tiny Dancer or something. Yeah. And it's most of the songs I play at those times, whether they know it or not, are for people in the crowd. Ah, I see. You know what they're, you know, okay, this is for them. Yeah. Right, that's right. cool, man. That's super cool. Well, man, this has been a good conversation, man. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I've enjoyed listening. I, I probably keep talking to y'all for all day. Um, but we want to have some time for you to play. Okay. Yeah, and you can play whatever you want. So we're just going to get you set up and we'll get into that. Sure. Awesome. Um, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So I wanted to say this a while back, and it's really, really off topic. But um, I was sitting in class in front of my friend Mason. Yeah. Mason LaFrance. LaFrance, or, you know. Yeah. And he he's always supported me with piano. Yeah. And um, like all my friends have, like Jonah has. But he told me, like, man, I wish I could do what you do. And I don't know what happened, but I said something I, I should have written down. But it was, like, along the lines of you have every ability to do what I do. I've just put in the time that you've yet to do, like you've yet to put in. Yeah. And then you, your, your, your message to people is that you, you can, you should try. Right. Put the energy into like, it. Yeah. It's hard to sound, <laughs> it's hard to say this without sounding like pretentious, but you can, anyone can do what I do. They just haven't put in the time yet. I don't think that sounds pretentious at all, man. I think that's good advice. I mean, if you're and if that's what you're telling people, I mean, good for you because that's that's you know, to me that's humility. Telling other people, "Hey, you can do this. You can do what I do." Right. You know, you put the time into it, you can do it. I think that's just uh just damn good advice, honestly. I mean, I don't know what else to say. There's a lot of people that would just say, "Hey, more for me." <laughs> don't try it. I'll take that time. I'll 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 Right, right. You know, that's helpful <laughs> advice, you know. I think it's important, man, to be a helper, to help other people, you know, and, and help them along their way, you know, especially if you reach a level of success, you know, um, and you can share some of that with other people. Why not? Doesn't have to all be Agreed. struggle and strife, you know. Right. It's enough of that in the world for sure. Right. Yeah.
listening i'm just going i know that song and even the ones i don't know immediately you 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 linger right into something else you know right right. just i don't know music always stimulates memories and feelings and and some of them make you think seriously and some of them make you smile and i just i don't know i felt myself smiling honestly i felt kind of honored to sit here and just listen you know that's nice yeah it's really awesome so Earlier, you said you had an Instagram account. So, is that the best way for people to find you if they want to get in touch with you, or do um, you have some other ways? Either Instagram or Facebook. Okay. You could find me at Facebook by just searching my name, Jack Harrell. And that's with two R's. Two L's. And two L's. Okay. And then Instagram. Um, that's Retro Piano. The O in Retro is a zero. All right. So that's Retro R E T R zero Piano on Instagram. Okay. And so where are you playing at if people want to just go have a nice meal or a drink and, and listen to your music? Um, every week I'm at Tia Juanita's, 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's every Tuesday and Thursday. And every Sunday morning it's at Stellar Beans, 9 a.m. to noon. All right. So go out, have a good meal, get it enhanced by Jack Harrell and his piano skills. And if you uh, if you look in the crowd, you might even see uh, Jack's dad, Richard, smiling and just looking at him with pride, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I thank you all for coming in. This has been good experience for me. You know, you never know what you're going to do on the weekend. And this is just, I don't know, I'm going to go home to my family and just get to tell them about just this good experience I had today. It means nice. a lot. It really does. Well, I hope I really, I mean, you know, people are listening to this show and, uh, and I know we were talking about this earlier about how this just expands into new audiences. I mean, you know, I think good news is, uh, kaleidoscopic, man. I mean, it looks different for everybody. Right. Right. You know? What a word. Yeah. <laughs> lots I've never of, heard that. lots of colors, lots of shapes, yeah, you know, yeah. we and don't, you said you're going home to your family. I would love to, um, get to know Jonah more actually like, yeah we've been talking a little more I've said that earlier but he's but 
I think he's a really good person to have in your life. Yeah, man, I've been lucky to have a, you know, that's an interesting way to end the show, honestly. I mean, you know, we've started with talking about relationships with fathers and sons and, right. uh, and just the family. I mean, in general, granted, but uh, just focusing on fathers and sons, uh, the people, the, fa- the people in your life, your children can be such a blessing to you. I mean, obviously, Jack's been a blessing to you, Richard. I mean, there's no Absolutely. doubt. Yes. You know, and then your dad's a blessing to you. I mean, it's just such a, sometimes we don't take time to treasure the people that are the closest to us you know we think there's something else out there and there are lots of things out there but sometimes the people that really bring us the most light are the ones that are closest to us right yeah and i'm that sappy guy Uh, i'm I'm that sappy guy that uh i i firmly believe that if if there's any way that possible to if i talk to him every day it's it's always i love you i mean it's that's how i grew up with my dad my dad told me i love you every every chance he got and i don't think jack could argue that there's not been a time that i didn't end a conversation with i love you or i'll I'll see you soon buddy i miss you or whatever the case may be yeah Yeah. i always think you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow no, I mean, not to bring it down, and I hope it's not a negative message, but I, one of my inspirations for contacting you guys is a little selfish, you know. Uh, we record the episodes ahead of time, so they don't launch for a few weeks after they air. And uh, September is always kind of a hard month because that's the month we lost my dad. And I, unfortunately, it's a it's a, a memory or the lack of a memory that I'm going to have to live with for the rest of my life. And it's one of the inspirations for talking to you guys was that I never got to uh, I never got to hear that back from my dad some of the last words the actual words that he and I said to each other weren't uh, good words right. and then when he got sick um, I, I mean I never got to really hear his voice again and so yeah I always think you know how, what would have been the value for he and I for him to take a minute so I could have that memory and right. for me to have even created the the landing space for him to do that and so knowing that he loved me is still it's good but hearing it's uh, yeah high value it, it is uh, but in the absence of hearing it I, I think that you just have to obviously you knew your father very well and and, and if you know that's how he felt yeah i think you just have to somehow internalize that and and realize people are different yeah and some don't vocalize it as much yeah we just didn't have that moment, you know, and the fact that I think it's a high value. Take that time like you're doing. Make it make it a point to go. Yeah. You, you know, your dad loves you. you if something happened, you, you wouldn't doubt it. You're going to carry that with you. That's awesome. That's it's an incredible thing to plant in your children for anybody listening. Just make sure your children know, you know, yeah. do do what you can to let them know. It looks like y'all are doing that. It's awesome. Right. Love you guys, man. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to my visit with Richard and Jack. If you thought this was a good conversation and would like to hear more good news, consider supporting this podcast at patreon.com slash find the good news. Share the episode on social media or leave a review. I sincerely thank you for any support you offer. But most of all, I appreciate the fact that you listened.